It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to break down and ask the question or answer the question. If the Bulls get a top four pick, does it make all the struggles and stress that we've went through this season worth it? We're going to talk about that plus some more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team Every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bears, and Chicago Sky Central channels. Nonetheless, Pat... We've been going through a lot as Bulls fans this season, bro. It's been stress. It's been up and down. The team hasn't played with hard at times. We've Every time they've given us a glimmer of hope, they've gone on a big losing streak. So I'm going to ask you this question, Pat. If we wind up with a top four pick and to keep and keep our draft pick, would it make all the stress that we've gone through as Bulls fans this season worth it? No. <laughs> I love that you said No, that. it wouldn't. Because here's the thing. 
that tells me that we're resetting. We're starting over. We're moving back in the other direction. That's not the goal either, right? We want to have a team that's going to come out here and fight every night. We want to have a team that's going to come out here and play with heart, play with effort. Adding a rookie to this doesn't help that. If we get Scoot Henderson, yeah, hopefully he does turn into a superstar, but it doesn't change the spot that you're at right now. It just adds optimism to our offseason. Did the Bears season suck this season? Yes. yes. It was terrible watching them win three games. But you know what makes the offseason fun? We have the first pick in the draft. So now we got something to talk about every single goddamn day, which somehow turned into us trading Justin Fields. I don't know how that happened. But anyway, I, I just I, I think that to me, the goal for me is to be competitive and for AK is to be competitive while you try to find the right combination. If the Chicago Bulls were being competitive, we might not be having this conversation right now. The problem is we go into week in and week out with a team that lacks competitive nature. And when a, a team with less talent shows, hey, we're going to be aggressive towards you. We're going to compete harder. We're going to fight harder than you are. The Bulls fold. And I think that's the part that has Bulls fans the most upset this season. So absolutely. Now, it, it, will it be nice to have something for us on this show to talk about? For sure. On the breeze over on Chicago Bulls Central? Yeah, we got a top four pick. We can actually go into the offseason and feel good about where this Bulls team, uh, who this Bulls team could go out there and get. But but let's be 100% honest. Adding Wimbenyana next year doesn't change how we felt about what happened this season. It doesn't change the competitive nature of the players that you have on your team this season. We're hoping that Patrick Beverly, a 34-year-old journeyman player, can come in here and just piss Zach Levine off enough for him to come out night in and night out and give enough effort for us to see it. That's where we're at as a team. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> I, and, and it's an interesting question to ask because it's like, it goes kind of in line with the people who want to see the Bulls go and rebuild and just and they say they're tired of seeing us lose, but then they want to go rebuild and talk about, well, we need to win the championship. It's like, you just want to see us do something different just to do something different. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. A top four pick can definitely help, especially if you pick the right person, but it doesn't change and fix what we've gone through. Like, that tells me you have no compassion, uh, no actual passion about this team if you think, oh, well, we got a top four pick, so now we're good. I'm not stressed about the season anymore. No, because the team that I love, the team I spend days of my life giving content to talking about discussing following sucked like it doesn't help that at all bro like it doesn't help at all like the season that we got Derrick Rose it didn't help that season feel any better now in the long run it was a much better team and I love that we got the pick but it didn't it didn't help me feel better about that season that season still sucked we still almost saw Joe Kim Noah got pit in the headlock by Ben by Ben Wallace. Bye. That's still sick. They just call him Bye, bro. That's the wild. That's the wildest thing to ever come out of that story, bro. When they found out, we called him Body, and I was like, "You wanted to fight him." <laughs> but no, I love how Joe tried to say, like, I can't believe you guys think that I would get into a fight. I tried to get into it with the strongest player in the league, and then six months later, they're like, "Nah, Joe, yeah, man, I, Joe I, tried I, to do I, it. I, he tried." tried. <laughs> uh, no, and, and I think here's the thing, right? Do we think that this Bulls team doesn't have talent? If we think we're not talented, then yes, the top four pick makes this team worth. Is this Bulls team talented? 
or are yes. they underachieving on the talent expectation or the expectations that we put out there based on the talent that we have on the team? I know Zach Levine could go out there and get to the bucket and score at will whenever he wants to. I know that Patrick Williams can literally go through just about anybody in the NBA anytime he mm-hmm. decides to. I know that DeMar DeRozan can play defense whenever he actually puts his mind to it. The problem that we've seen this year, a top four pick doesn't fix. The Bulls lack effort. They are a team that goes out listless and and and, and, and without fight every single night. They get pushed around every time somebody younger or or with more aggression goes at them. That is the Chicago Bulls problem. The fact that we're talking about lighting a fire under Zach Levine is the Chicago Bulls problem. A rookie doesn't fix that. A rookie's going to come, unless you go out there and you get uh, Anthony Edwards, maybe. Ben Matherin would have done it. I think Ben Matherin would have been another rookie to do it. Ben, Ma- I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I guess I guess I could. I, could I think the, I think the effort and stuff that he that is is infectious, bro. I think that it would have somebody else would have picked up on it. Here's that the thing. I bit. think I think that also goes into the coaching staff you have. I think we drafted a dude that can do that. You know why? Because the couple of times that he actually gets on the floor, great the point. I see the Chicago Bulls with more effort than I've seen all season. That's a great point. That's a you great also point, bro. Play that guy. You got to put that guy out there for his energy to be infectious. That's why Pat Bev coming in makes sense because most of us believe that you're actually going to put Pat Bev on the court. Yeah, yeah. Ben Matherin right now will be our backup center. By the way, <laughs> if we did draft, like Pat would never be our backup center. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, he may be your backup center now. That's 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 tough, bro. Oh. <laughs> Billy Donovan, if he ever watches this, he's going to kill us. Um, I don't care, dog, but, because at the end of the day, you keep playing Patrick Williams at center in small ball situations with a seven-footer standing across from him, dog. Yeah, no, you're you're you're, you're, you're right Draymond. on spot with that. If you're throwing him out so, there against okay. Draymond, let's do it. You're throwing him out there against Evan Mobley. He's throwing him out there against Jaron Jackson. Bro, that's funny. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So let's say let's say the season does shake out. Bulls, let's let's even say they do make the plan, get eliminated, don't make it out the playing tournament. It comes down to it. The Bulls get their a fourth pick. At what do you how much do you think that changes what the Bulls need to do in the offseason? You don't have to go in detail because no we go in another segment, yeah. but do you think it does it drastically change what the Bulls need to do, or do you think they kind of gotta go about their work the same way regardless? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I think you need to and unless one of those guys is coming in, and Wemby doesn't seem like he has that kind of personality. I don't. I haven't seen the. He's uh, another nice guy. He, he seems like a nice guy, right? Yeah. Scoot kind of seems like he might have it a little bit, but I don't know if he's going to come in and and just be like, "Hey, I'm here to make sure that we fight." But even that, right? Like we're looking to a rookie, and then who's the guys in the offseason that you're going to bring in that you feel like is going to add that to this team? Like I, I think, I think the problem with the makeup of this team is the, like I've said, the fire on this team. Like, is there somebody out there that adds a fire to this team that is a solid veteran? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. And and unless you go, I, I'll be honest with you. Unless you go out there and get a big name, right? Like, but but how are you going to do that? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's too many questions and and. Heart is hard to gauge on players that have high talent Mm. because it's just like you focused on the talent. You focused on what they do. You know what I mean? Like everybody's sitting out because of uh, because of uh, 
load management. Every you know, everybody's not. They're taking their time. They're more easygoing in the NBA right now. The guys that usually have the fire are the guys that have to have that as their personality. The Pat Bevs, guys like that. Who's that guy that you're going to go get? Maybe you have him on your team. Maybe you got it in Dalen Terry. Maybe you have it in Patrick Beverly. I don't know. But maybe it's Javante Green when he's on the floor. Even though we lost a lot with him on the floor as well. But I, I think the thing is right. Like you, there's no free agency that you go into and you're just like, "Hey, man, I'm here to sign you because of heart." Like, that's, that's new. Like, we shouldn't be having that conversation. That could be a coaching issue. I think it's more of a player issue. And I think that that's really where y- you might just have the wrong mix of guys and have to just ride this out. Hey, I mean, that all remains to be seen this upcoming offseason. And next up, we're going to be talking about what this team has to do to hopefully, you know, come out with a better start over the next 23 games. Before we do that, we've got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on life and everything life throws at you. I don't know about you guys. I've been through therapy before. And what I can honestly say is that, uh, you know, especially as going through a time as being a single father when I was, man, it's therapy is, help, is helpful. And sometimes you just need a little bit of assistance to get your mind right. So if you're thinking about therapy, give it a try. And BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live life more empowered, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Pat. Bulls got 23 games left. And we're starting off those 23 games against the Brooklyn Nets tonight. A team that's deep, that's scrappy, that's young, that basically everything that hurts the Bulls, usually <laughs> this team has a little bit of it. Uh, Mikael Bridges is on fire. Uh, Zach Levine is going to have to be locked in and engaged this game. But more so than just this game, 23 games left. What do you want? What do you need to see from the Bulls? at the start of this, to start out this 23-game last stretch we have? I think it's exactly what we just talked about, right? Let me see that fire. Let me see the intensity. Let me see, let, At the end of the day, the Bulls are more talented than the Brooklyn Nets. They are. The Bulls are more talented going into this game. Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, everybody's healthy coming into this game. Everybody's healthy going into the second half of this season. The Bulls are more talented than the Brooklyn Nets are. Are the Brooklyn Nets going to come out and play better basketball than you? That's the real question. And so to me, right, like, I, I, I think that um, 
I think that the thing that we need to see is this Bulls team really just getting after it and putting on the show that we know that they're capable of doing. They, mm-hmm. The thing that we haven't seen all year. And you know what? Defensively, when a team starts to go at you, how do you respond to that? That's the real question, right? I, I think that there. I will say this. The one thing I can't say about DeMar DeRozan that I think I can say about Zach Levine, when when people start to go at DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan says, let's go. I bet. Oh, you oh you want to hit me? Oh, you want to knock me over? I bet. I'm going to go down here and I'm going to put 50 on your head. I don't see that, yeah. Zach. I don't see that from Booch. Yeah. I don't see that from Io. I don't see that from P. Will. The rest of the team shrinks away. That's the part that I think that I and, and I'm going to be honest with you, the main reason I think that Patrick Beverly was signed, I don't think Pat Bell was signed for no basketball reasons. Mm-hmm. I literally think his biggest impact is going to be off the court. Just to piss yeah. Zach Levine off. Like, legit. I think he was signed just to be like, why are you playing like a little little girl right now? Why, 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 are, you playing, right. why are you playing like a child right now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Either It's worse than that. Zach Levine forgets how to play basketball in fourth quarters, and Pat Bev, I hope, hopefully he's going to get in his ear about that. Um because that's ridiculous. Like, and and it, the, the the body language of this team over the, this, this last like twenty games has been terrible. Yeah. Even when they're up, it doesn't seem like they believe that they're going to win this game. And that's what this team needs to fix. You got twenty three games left to try to show something. Show something. Like that's that's all I can say. But to me, um, no matter what the Bulls show at this point, listen. You, we're looking at a high probability of one, if not two, of the big three not coming back next season. And that just is what it is. Um, you, you can't keep everybody on this team being, but we got a team full of good guys, and that's cool. Y'all some good dudes, but ain't nobody got no edge on them. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I've never seen the team collectively so much be like, oh, y'all just y'all just finna take this game from us, and everybody's just cool with it. Nobody gets pissed off about it. I'm going to be real with you. You want to know what the best part about this? This is one thing that I love about the Golden State Warriors. We we have like that like there are a bunch of good guys. Steph's a good guy. Clay's a good guy. Draymond's yeah, yeah, yeah. but but your main pieces are good guys, right? Yeah. Until you piss them off. My favorite thing ever about the Golden State Warriors is the fact that Clay Thompson will look you in your eye and be like, "You ain't got enough rings to talk to me." My favorite thing ever <laughs> about the Warriors is Steph Curry coming up to Memphis after he beats them in a series and going, "Yeah, boys, yeah, what's up? It sucked, don't it? Yeah, you'll be back. You gonna beat you again, but you'll be back." Like, there's no, like, there's, there's no. I, I'm upset that we just got beat today. I'm upset yeah. that 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 we've lost six straight. Bam. There's no. I can't believe that we're still losing this among the players in the locker room. Fam, if I lost five straight, you think I'm looking at the team on the other side? I'm like, hey, good stuff, brother. Appreciate that butt whooping you just gave us. Bro. Like, where's the fire? Where's the fight? Where's the and, – and I think that that's the thing, right, going into this second half of the season that I'm looking at, and I'm just like, hey, you, how do you get that out of this team every night? And there's moments. There's moments. But it's not – Every night, there are moments where Zach Levine says, "Hey, I'm better than you, and you can you can foul me, you can do whatever you want. I'm gonna get to the bucket." But there's not enough moments consistently throughout the game where the team says that as a collective. Zach Levine was cooking in that Orlando game. Yeah, Patrick Williams got his butt whooped. Io DeSumo got his butt whooped. I would assume who's been in the string uh, uh, getting his ass kicked that's been serious, bro. Like, literally, it's been bad. Like, I'm an IO hater, though. Like, I'm an IO hater because, bro, IO's honestly, IO's like, probably last, last, last eight to 10 games defensively, he's just looked like, hey, bro, like, like, do you not want this anymore? Hey. 
And that's why, that's listen, it was good to see him get a little frustrated on the CHGO podcast, not that he came out in this conversation, but even him saying, like, um, <laughs> even him saying that, you know, um, he got to go out there about his business, whatever role. Like, just, like, do y'all care? Like, like you got benched for Alice Caruso, and the only reason you got back in the starting lineup is, is, is Caruso got banged up. Like, like what where where's where's the where where's the fire? Like where do you guys not care? And, and and that's the biggest thing with this team is like you can't keep going out. I can't like I was trying to defend P, P kids in the in in the chat. I tried my best to defend P Will last season, and I still think P Will got potential, but you ain't gave me much to even try to defend you on, bro. Like you can't be passive P all the time and think I'm gonna defend you, bro. Like you can have all the potential in the world, but if you're not playing if now if you're not using it on the court. All that potential don't matter, bro. Like, there's a tons of people who didn't make the league who had potential. But if you're not executing and trying to fight, like, and I get it, you don't get plays called for you. Crash the boards. When you do have it, attack the rim. Like, those type of things. You're still passing up shots. You're the team's best three-point shooter, and you still passing up open three-point shots. Let me, let, me, what? Let, me, let me say this to you. Dale and Terry broke that. He gets no more grace from me. P, P. Will gets no more grace from me. Dale and Terry broke it. Dale and Terry got 11 points in a game. 11 points, just being around the bucket, just playing the passing lanes. Yeah. He ain't played all season. You getting 30 minutes a game. <laughs> he, Bro, all, like, all he did was, fam, the first play, he was the only player I've seen it all season from. Shot went up. Dalen Terry took off. Got to the bucket. Didn't get the, just just fighting for the rebound. You know what I mean? Like that that broke that for me, bro. It's like nah, bro, because you can't crash. Well, and, and here's the thing: when you watch it, when when and this is why I tell y'all: when y'all watching the games, watch the games. What does P will do? Me and Hayes have talked about it. what does P will do when a shot goes up. He goes down to the. He start walking down to the other side of the court. <laughs> just start, start going the other way. It's not how you play basketball. That's not how you play winning basketball, at least. That's how you play Bulls basketball right now. I mean, granted, a lot a lot of the team goes back down and set up. That is that part of, unfortunately, Billy Donovan's scheme. But, like, the, the simple things. Follow your own shot, right? Who's Io does follow a shot. I'll give him that. And and Dalen has come in and does it. Javante, when he's in there, does it. Caruso does it every once in a while. But as a team, we don't even follow our shots. What are we doing? I will say, as an NBA, we don't follow our shots. That's true. This is becoming the NBA, and that's like you, you know, a lot, of, a lot of old school basketball fans. They get upset with small ball. I, I understand the game evolves. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. Like, oh, well, he's six eight, so he's technically supposed to be there. I don't care about that. I care about the the fundamentals. No matter what position you play at, the fundamentals are a fundamental for a reason. Why ain't nobody following up their shot in the NBA, bro? I'd be cussing everybody. But I'm sorry. That's that's a completely different conversation. You about to get me in my in the coach PTSD because that's I just, that don't make any sense to I, me. I just I I think that what we need to see, like we we talked about a lot of things here, right? But at, at an at the end of the day, what we need to see from the Chicago Bulls in the second half of the season, it really comes down to what we said at the end: the little things. I know Zach can go off for 40. I know that DeMar can put up 50 on your head. I know that Nikola Vucevic is going to give me a double-double every night. But you, do want, you want to know what I don't know? Uh, who's going to get the 50-50 balls? Who's going to be the one playing the passing lanes? Who's going who's gonna to give that extra effort on defense? Who's sacrificing their bodies to take the charge? Because I see other teams doing that. I don't see us doing that. Who's that guy going to be? 
on a night in night out, but you got 23 games left. And I'm gonna be honest with you. You got 23 games left and you can make up a lot of ground in these last 23 games. We have the schedule in the NBA. If you really can play up to whatever we think you are, you have a lot of ground that you can make up. But you got to go on a heck of a run, and you have to play every game perfect. So we'll see what starts tonight, man. Uh, I'll tell you one thing: I, we're a little fired up coming into this game, man. It's 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 a lot of it's a lot to do with Pat Bell, mostly just coming back to Chicago and mm-hmm. and, and having a lot of fire in him, man. Uh, we do got to tell you guys about our latest sponsor added to the channel, man. Uh, appreciate Nissan for supporting the channel. We're going to tell you about Nissan's most electric player of the week because it's brought to you by the new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Um, our player of the week this week. I mean, there hasn't been much games, but our player of the week is uh, Patrick Beverly. Uh, mostly just because of the electric vibe that he has brought to the city. I mean, we know that he's brilliantly fierce. He's elegant. He's got a lot of power in that in that six one body. He's going to be attacking every aspect of the Chicago Bulls team. And I mean, that's the main thing, right? Just like the Nissan Aria, the 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV That all new Nissan Aria uh, for 2023. You can find that by shopping at NissanUSA.com. And just like Pat Bev, man, it's going to pack a punch. (laughs) Now, whichever punch it packs. You know what I mean? We don't know which punch he's going to pack, but it's going to pack a punch is what I'm saying. Let's get it cracking. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Ah, oh, there we go. Um, That's hilarious. What's your brain to the cookout, Pat? We have a, uh, we have a, uh, uh, a team of uh, things right here. I brought beef. I brought beef. <laughs> Back into the season, Pat. How many, how many games do you think the Bulls can win and need to win? To, to salvage the season. Can win? I think they yeah. can win a good majority of them. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they can win all of them. Will win um, is a different conversation. I think they have the talent to win all of them. And, and I think that right now, right, like the threshold for me, you need to win what? 23 games left? You need to win 18 of these games. That's 18 numbers I've been saying as well, but that's – I mean, yes, this team has the ability to win those games. When you look at the, and I'm going to ask you this, when you look at the schedule, Mm -hmm. there are 18 games that we should be able to win, right? I would say that's fair. How many of them realistically, based on what we've seen from the team, because hope is is a great thing to have, but... How many of those games realistically do you think the Chicago Bulls with the play that that we've seen from them like lately, yeah. right? I'm, I can only judge it off that. I can't judge off how I hope they're going to yep. play. If they come out playing like they have the last month, yep. I can see them winning maybe ten games out of these last twenty three. If they improve their heart, they can win fifteen to eighteen games. But if they don't, 
I'm going only 10 games, bro. Like, real talk. If this team keeps playing flat, if this team keeps not being able to not being able to hold on to leads and not being able to respond to runs, that the combination of those two things kill this team. And if that continues, it's going to be an ugly back half of the season, brother. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, at this point, what do, what do you think is the threshold, right, that, that makes you, like, the second, the back half of the season, you finish the season feeling good about this team? Like, we go, maybe we make a play-in game or something. Let, let's say we make the play-in in either situation, because I think, right, we're uh -huh. close enough we can make the play-in in either situation. What makes you feel good going into the play-in? Nothing. I don't I've said this before. I'm I'm not don't even mean you know I'm not even sky's fallen bulls fan. I got to be realistic. Nothing this team can realistically do to me changes what needs to happen in this offseason to me. I don't I don't feel more optimistic. They can't I don't leave this season feeling with a good I, I mean I guess I can leave on some optimism like if they go through that playing tournament and play hard and then make the playoffs and and get eliminated in the first round, I feel a little bit better, but to me nothing overall changes what needs to happen. It doesn't change my outlook on the season. This season sucked, and this season proved the roster that AK put together just ain't good enough. It, it, it's not good enough. Now, maybe if the East and the league didn't improve in the way that it that it has in the last 12 months, I'd feel different, but nothing, nothing. I don't care if this team does win 18 of the last 23. Cool, you guys finished a little bit stronger. Thank you for giving us a show before you guys eventually get sent home, but guess what? Four, five of y'all still gone at the end of the season. There's nothing that that at this point changes anything. How many games we won? We won 26? Yeah. But that make me feel, if we won 18, a 44, I don't, that that's, that's interesting. Because I think, right, like the winning would change the vibe around the city. It would make you feel better mm -hmm. going into the play. We've actually played literally all of the top teams well um, outside of a 71-point game that the refs really helped with. But uh, I, I, I will never stop saying that because I 110% want people to understand that that 71-point game was manufactured. Hmm. If we finish the season with 44 wins, and finish hot in the second or the end part of the season. Mm -hmm. I would go into next season feeling like, because you have to assume that Patrick Beverly had some impact on that. I would go into next season saying, go find you a younger, better point guard. And maybe you can salvage two of the three pieces of this team. I think I do think you still have to move on from a DeMar DeRozan in any aspect at this point, mm -hmm. just because I think that, he makes your offense to 2005 and not 2023. And we've seen the offense play more 2023 when he's not on the court. I think you need to build your team more in that way. I do think, yeah, you have to change the direction and the, the makeup of the team either way. Um, but I would be okay, right? At that point, I'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe re-signing Vooch to the number he's looking for isn't as bad of an idea as, as we thought because I see that the team can work with that. Well, see, that's, I, I guess for me, I already feel that way. Like, I'm not against re-signing Vooch at whatever number. It's just that if you're going to do that, you got to change some other things on this team to make it better and easier for him. Um, and I guess that's why I sit where I am. It's like, yeah, I, I gr agree with you, right? I agree with you that Vooch absolutely can show, been the most consistent bull. He can absolutely finish his way that emphatically says, no, we need to re-sign him and find that perfect number. But to me, it's like, all right, cool. But then you still got to change 
three, four other things. Or even if you do decide to hold on to DeMar, to me, it's just I don't really see a way in which we can continue to build with DeMar being a big factor of this offense as he is, and it and it modernized the offense any. We can technically get better with, with talent on paper, but as long as you're still playing this style of offense, it's going to hurt the team. So I don't know, bro. Like, it, it – this really, to me, and I don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer, but to me, like, I I love it. We'd be on this pod. We'd be excited. We'd be rocking and rolling in the playing if this team wins 18 games. But I'm still at the end of that going to be like, all right, cool. We had fun. This last month and a half was fun. But we got to get to firing people. That's well, still what I'd say. I, I think, yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I think that they, I think you have to change the dynamic of your team just because it, it's too, it's too stagnant. Um, especially without a PG in there. But the one thing that I will say is, right, like, that's a pipe dream, right? 18 wins at this point is a pipe dream to me. It's like Mm -hmm. I I expect us to win probably 13 games. Make the play-in, limp into the play-in, and probably win in the play-in. I think they'll win in the play-in if there's something on the line. Get to the playoffs, maybe have a competitive series. But I, I agree. Like, at the end of this, you still have to... You've seen too much of a sample size now of, hey, the dynamic of these two together, at least without a point guard, doesn't seem like it works. And I don't think that you're going to go out in free agency this year and find Alonzo Ball. I don't know if you go into the draft this year and actually get your pick where you can go out and find an elite point guard in in, in college basketball. I, right, like- See, that's the thing. I don't think this team tries to attack the point guard in that type of way. I just don't. I think that at this point, that they have other positions that they need to spend money on, and they'll try to fix that then, and then maybe wait to Lonzo Ball's contract up to spend heavy money. That's if they re- now, if they're going to let Kobe and Io go, then that and trade uh, Caruso that changes some things. But just with this team, I don't see them getting rid of all those backup point guards, and I could see them mo- maybe moving Demar, try to maybe maybe slot Patrick Williams back to the three, get a different four in here, and then maybe in the following offseason in 2024 when they have more money, maybe that's when they make their move for a point guard. Lonzo's expiring by then. I just I don't know if I think what what's more if. If Pat Bev looks good and the Bulls team looks different with Pat Bev out there, I think the more realistic outcome is, unfortunately, this team may trade Caruso and and real with Pat Bev. Hey Pat, you want to uh, you want to stick? Which I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I I'm not fully out on that either. Like I, mm-hmm. I like what Alice Caruso. I actually love what Alice Caruso brings to the game. I'm one of those people that again Caruso's being put in a position he wasn't signed to be. In. Yeah, Caruso, Caruso wasn't signed to be an offensive player on this team. He wasn't signed to be a point guard for this team. He was signed to go out there and have a high IQ defensively, be able to keep organize this team defensively, be able to be the hustle guy, be able to be what we're hoping Pat Bev is going to be. And I'm going to be honest with you, Alice Caruso's a go tonight. I'm really excited to see what Pat Bev and Alice Caruso go do on the floor. Somebody's going to get in a fight before the end of this season is here. Hey, one thing I will say: Do we play the Bucks again? Because Pat Bev on Grayson Allen, I guarantee you that, that that's not. It's going to be different now. It's a hack. It's going to be different. It's a hack off. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be different if that's the case. When do we play? When do we face the Bucks again? I don't think we do. I think we only we do. We face them April April fifth. Uh, April fifth. That's in the season though. We probably not going to get the hack off. Uh, what is hack off a pause? I don't know. That's that. That's, you gotta make sure you pronounce it. Enunciate that, bro. Make sure that off. Yeah. But nah, bro. It's there's so much black Air Force energy in the uh, in in the Bulls stadium right now that uh, 
there's no way that somebody doesn't get in a fight. Hopefully we see uh ho- hopefully we hopefully we see it actually have an impact at this point, right? I would I will say, right, the Bulls getting a little bit healthier. Everybody's a go tonight outside of the guys that we have missed for most of the season, right? Javante and Lonzo. Uh, I think that that makes a difference for your team. I do think that there is something to be said about being healthy. Is DJ is DJJ a go tonight? I thought I saw that as well. DJJ is a go to only. So it's uh, Drogic's listed as probable. And then, of course, Alonzo, Javante. Those are only three people on injury report. Okay. So um, hopefully right like that, that is uh, that has some sort of an impact. Being healthy has some sort of an impact on this team. And we see more fight. I'll ask you this before we get up out of here. Daylon Terry getting any tick tonight if everybody's a go? No, no, no. Yeah, nah, and no. Billy Donovan's gonna <laughs> gonna uh, any questions asked about he's gonna be like somebody had to lose their minutes. Yeah, and, and keep him. He's gonna be like they'll be like, but what about Marco? He's gonna be like, I thought we traded him. <laughs> Still here? <laughs> How did Pat Bev get here? We didn't send him for Pat Bev. What do you mean? Wait a minute. We cut Tony Bradley. <laughs> Tony just did a free. We cut Tony. When did we cut Tony? I could have sworn we cut Marco. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Hey, bro. man, follow us on everything at Path of the, or at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.